You know my name, uh. bitch. Yes, 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 people. It is Wednesday, which means it is time to preview the weekend's coming action. And we've got a couple of um, pretty good cards on their way. Right? So, on Friday, people, we've got return of Bellator, they are back with 258, which features a bantamweight title fight, and the continuation of the light heavyweight Grand Prix, and then on Saturday, the UFC juggernaut is rolling on, with USC on ESPN 24. Waterstone v Rodriguez So people, we break down those cards for you So, let's sit back and um, ah, work out if yeah, my predictions are worth a piece of shit Alright, let's go So Friday night, there's no LFA But... Bellator is back at the Mohegan Sun. And, uh, yeah, they're bringing with it, people, a title fight and another round in the light heavyweight Grand Prix. So, um, you know, it's got a little something sight in this card, even though, even though we don't get the coma main event that we were hoping for. So the main card starts off with Derek Anderson against Michael Page for um yeah 170 pounds. Right? So let's take a look. Now Derek the Barbaric Anderson Oh, man, he is uh, 17 and 0, sorry, 17 and 3, <laughs> with one no contest, he's currently on a free fight win streak, okay, so uh, he last fought at Bellator 251, that was November last year, and he beat Kills Motor. And one with a head kick. So, yeah, barbaric. That that fits, right? So, before that, he beat uh, Gilmirma Bomba at Bellator 229. Um, that was October 2019. So, yeah, there's been a bit of a gap. And the fight before that, he beat Zach Buki. At Bellator 197, April 2018. So yeah, he's he's had a bit of um 
issue with the consistency. But uh, yeah, he is stepping in there with Michael Page, right? So uh, you know, he does he does win by big knockouts. Right, that does seem a thing. He does have some submissions, but you know, the last submission was an arm bar in twenty thirteen. So, um yeah, probably not prolific. Um, you know, is it's not his go to. But yes, Friday the barbaric one is going up against Venom. That's Michael Venom page, people. Who is 18 and 1 on a four fight win streak? So, uh, yeah, Page, he last fought in October last year. Bellator 248, he beat Ross Houston. Um, before that, it was Bellator 237. Uh, December 2019, he beat Shinzo Anzi. And then there was Gianni Melio um, in November 2019. Right, so, uh, yeah, they were all big wins. Now, he did fight three times. No, actually, he fought, oh, fought a few times in 2019, which I'm um, not bad. Right, he had uh, five fights, five fights in 2019, you know, um, one being a loss, that his first loss of his career to uh, Douglas Lima, Lima did look, I mean, Lima is so good, right, so, um, yeah, I don't think that was too much of a surprise, but Paige... You know, he does like to win in style, whether it's a flying knee, you know, a counter right, a vicious elbow that cracks open your head. You know, it's it's all there, people. It is all there. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Paige here. And I, I'd say Paige just because of... Um, Consistency, like he he's fought more often over the recent years, and that adds fluidity to your to your movement, right? To your um, in cage GPS, your G- in cage IQ, you know, knowing what to do, when to do it. So I yeah, you know, Paige is explosive. Now Anderson. He's explosive too, so we we have got a fun fight here, but I'm going to go with uh, Michael Page for the win. So, from there, people, we go to a um, a matchup between, we got Patrice Pitbull and Peter Quilly. Um, I think that's how you say it. And yeah, it like ah, uh, is a little bit confusing with these Pitbull brothers, but um yes, I think Patricia is the older of the two. So the showstopper Peter Quilly, 
He is 12-5-1, coming off a win in his last fight. Right, so uh, that was against Ryan Scope at Bellator 227. So that was a little while back. It was September 2019. But it, yeah, it was a big problem for uh, a lot of the Irish fighters to be able to fight last year with, uh, you know, COVID and getting out of the country and all of that. So, you know, his fights of... 2020 were both cancelled, unfortunately for him. Um, before that, he'd fought in you know May 2018. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a few gaps. You know, 2017 was the fight before that, right? But you know, he does like to win via KO, right? So that was his last two. Big KO wins. Um, he's uh, this will be his third fight in Bellator. You know he's uh, won one, lost one. So uh, there is that. Um, not really any submissions on the record, but he is fighting out of SBG and you know Kavanaugh and the crew. I, you know, they, they, there's good grappling there, so I'd imagine that he does know, <laughs> you know what a what to do if he finds himself in those situations. But he is going up against Patricia Pitbull, who is twenty three and nine. Now he's coming off a loss in his last fight, right, which was um, to Tofik. Musafev, uh, that was in December 2019, over at the end of the Arisen event. So, with that, he'd um, yeah, he he'd fought in October, right? So they've got. I think it's like because you know they they do kind of a, a tournament type of thing. So he fought in October, got a win over Tatsui Kajiri. Um, then he fought, you know, on the last card, fought twice, beat Luis Gustavo. Um, but yeah, then he lost to Tafiki Musalev. So those were his last few. Um, yeah, you know, he, he, he's, uh, got heavy hands, got heavy hands, he does like to, you know, win via knockout, right, got, has a win over Josh Thompson, right, um, Roger Herter, Derek Campos, Benson Henderson, a split decision, he's got some, yeah, got some good wins, Got some good wins on the record, and they do like to grapple. You know, we we know that you know because um, Henry Cejudo trained with the Pitbull brothers, right? And they yeah they like to get down. So we know all of that. I I think he does come in with just way more experience, way more experience for a. Uh, Completely higher level than 
Quilly. So I'm, I'm gonna imagine that Pitbull, he's able to uh, get it done in this one. Uh, so from there, right, we uh, go to a fight between. Ooh, well, man, we are straight at the co-main event. Right? Only um four fights on the main card. Yeah, but it's a co-main. So we got Anthony Johnson against Jose Augusto Azevedo. So, um, yeah, it was meant to be Yo Romero. But unfortunately, there's an issue with Romero's medical. So he's unable to make his debut. And he's had to pull out of the light heavyweight Grand Prix. Which is a shame, but, you know, I guess it does kind of open it up, right? So the winner of the Grand Prix, maybe they fight Romero, right? It would possibly work out like that, maybe, right? So, yeah, this is our new co-main. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, you know... Meant to be a decent one. So, Googie, right? Jose Augustos Avedo. He is seven and two with one no contest. And he's on a five fight win streak. So, he won the. Um, he won the fight to be the alternate for this tournament, right? And that was his Bellator debut, Bellator 255. In April, so he beat Jonathan Wilson via arm triangle in that one, um, and he does like a submission. You know, he's had an anaconda choke in um, a previous fight in 2017. Uh, also, he, you know, he had a, a knockout in uh, 2019 too. And so, um, yeah, you know, he he can put it together. But just not as many fights as his opponent, Anthony Rumble Johnson, who is a 22 and 6. 22 and 6. So definitely way more experience. Um, he's coming off a loss, right? But that was a while back. I mean, that was a while back. Right? For the. Daniel Cormier for the light heavyweight belt back at UFC 210. So that was the second time he's fought Cormier. Second loss against Cormier. And that was April 2017. So yeah, he stepped away from the sport. You know, he had some opportunities outside. So he went off, did that. But the itch was there. So Rumble came back. You know, he did do a few grappling tournaments, you know, Submission Underground, um, did Quintet, you know, so he, he kept himself a little busy uh, doing that, but yeah, he, he wanted a fight again, man, wanted a fight, he did have a battle with Ryan Bader at um, Submission Underground 19, you know, maybe a future opponent in the octagon, right, in the cage, but, yeah, no MMA, 
No MMA since 2017. So, although he's got more experience, you know, Jose's fought a, a few times, you know, quite a few times since Rumble retired. So, there is that. But, you know, if this is the Rumble who we remember from old, ooh, could be problems. There could be problems for um, old Augusto Azevedo because Rumble, he really did make your head rumble. Man, he had that one punch knockout power. And I don't think that goes away. Don't think that goes away. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Rumble here. It's the experience and it's just that one touch KO. So, I think, um, yeah, could see him go far in this tournament, right? Could see him go far. So, we will find out. But the night ends... With a bantamweight title fight. The champion Juan Arcalera is putting the belt on the line against Sergio Pettis. Okay, so the Phenom. I didn't realize Pettis' nickname was the Phenom. Yeah, maybe it's new. Because, like, yeah, I, I just wanted to know where he had one, to be honest with you. He's. Got a good number of fights behind him. He's 20 and 5, coming off a free fight win streak. So, this is his third fight in Bellator. Right? Made his debut against Alfred Kazakian uh, at Bellator 238 in um, January 2020. Won via guillotine. He then fought Ricky Banjajayas at Bellator 242 in July, right? Won that one. And now he gets a crack at the belt. Gets a crack at the belt, you know, which is uh, yeah, decent, not bad, right? In your third fight for the promotion. You know, so, um, yeah, you know, he, he's got some submissions, I usually we do see him go go the distance, right? He can he usually goes to decision, but he's got the skills to be able to control a fight, right? That's a lot of times what we see from Pettis. But what's he gonna do against Juan Arcaleda, right? The Spaniard. Who is twenty five and two on a two fight win streak? Uh, so um, yeah, he fought Henry Corrales at Bellator two thirty eight. So that was in January last year. Same card as uh, you know, Pettis made his debut. Actually, he then fought for the belt against Pettis. Patchy Mix at Bellator 246 in September last year, and he won it. Won the belt back. So that was a big night. Surprised that he did get the, the title fight just after, 
you know, one win. You know, but he, he did, and he got it. Got it via decision, um, which is, you know, that's good. Five rounds, you know what I mean? Won the belt. So, yeah, he, you know, like um, Pettis, he, he does go to a decision a lot. So, I think that does make it a very close fight. You know, a very close fight. So, he's fought some t- very tough opposition, right? For the Patricio Pitbull, Eduardo Dantis, Ricky Banjajayas. Um, you know, it's all very tough. But I, I think... Maybe Sergio is he might have fought at a slightly higher level, you know, might have fought at slightly higher level. So I think I'm gonna go with um, Pettis to pick up the belt, right? To pick up his first major title. So let's see if the Phenom can, uh, you know, become the highlight, as it were. Right, so yeah, that's Bellator, and uh, we'll be checking it out on the BBC iPlayer. So let's see, uh, see how this card goes, and let's see what the production is like this time. I'm hoping, hoping, whew, it's an improvement, but we will see Friday night. So Saturday night, we've got UFC on ESPN 24. And it's been confirmed, right? The main event is now confirmed. We've got Marina Rodriguez against Michelle Waterstone. So there you go, people. It's a decent card, right? There's been, you know, the fallouts and everything, but it's a decent card. And the thing is, here's the question. With this new main event and everything like that, can it live up? Right? Can it live up? Now, we said the same last week. Could UFC on ESPN 23 live up to the last pay-per-view? 261. Yo, Usman Mazdadal, 2. We had Shevchenko Andrade. And Namanunez Yang. Wang. It's like, yeah, you know. It was awesome, right? But... Last weekend, we had those, whoo, the co-main and the main event, right? The giga kick, and then that spinning elbow, pow. So that was huge. That killed it. Will we get repeat lightning this weekend? And remember, it's the lead-in. Because then, our next event is UFC 262. Another pay-per-view. And we've got the lightweight championship on the line. The vacant lightweight championship on the line. Charles Oliveira against Michael Chandler. Alright, so there's a lot riding on this card. You know, heavy wears the crown as it were, people. But yeah, it's a good card. It is a good card. And on this card, we have got one fighter... Who will be making their debut. Alright so. um, Yeah. That is. Colston. Um, Colston Harris. Right. 
He's making his debut against Christian Aguilera. It's a welterweight clash. And, um, you know, it is interesting. Very interesting. Because Harris isn't replacing anyone. Right? So, yeah, this is a fight that was um, put together. Right? And you're like, oh, okay. I wonder why. I wonder why, but hey, I'm all about it, people. I mean, all about it. So, Makabik, you know, Christian Harris, he's 15 and 4, currently on a free fight win streak. You know, he's 33. You know, so just hitting his peak, as it were, you'd think. Six foot tall, right? And uh, yeah, this will be his UFC debut. His last fight was at UAE Warriors 15. So that was in January this year. He beat Sagid Izabeg Merev. Got a DAS choke. Ah, second round DAS. So before that, he beat Alex Santos at Choto Brazil 101. That was September last year. Um, he then fought couple, uh, 2019. He beat Claudio Rocha at Choto Brazil 99. That was December 2019. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, he, he looks like he's fought mainly um, in Brazil and the Middle East. All right, made his debut in October 2011. Yeah, so um, he's been around, right? Been around a little while. Um, yeah, it looks like he does like a Dars choke. All right, he's got submissions. He has uh, TKOs. So... Pretty solid, pretty solid fighter right there. He's going up against the beast, Christian Agliera, who's 14 and 7, coming off a loss in his last fight. Right, so uh, that was to Sean Brady in August last year. Got caught with a guillotine in the second round, but. I mean, it, it's the Sean Brady is just a friggin' beast. You know what I mean? You, you look at Brady and go, oh, who's going to beat him? Right? Who's going to beat Brady? Because he's just so friggin' tough. So friggin' tough and uh, scary back tattoo. <laughs> that's 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 Sean Brady for you people. But Aguilera, you know, before that, right? He made his debut um, in June last year. Beat Anthony Ivy. He had a great debut. Under a minute, first round, boom, finishes it off. Came in via LFA. You know, and yeah, he'd been doing some good things. Been doing some good things outside the uh, outside the UFC. You know, so um, he's a tough dude. He's a very tough fighter. Can knock you out. Um, 
in a, you know, he's got a very diverse arsenal. No submissions on the card. But, yeah, he can finish you with his hands for sure. Hey, it's a tough one, man. It is a definitely a tough one. They both seem to have the knockout power. So they can both end it with their hands. I'm probably going to go with Aguilera just from the, uh, the level of competition. That's what I'm going on because I haven't seen tape of Harris. But this is a fight Harris, you know, as I said, look, when you can knock people out, you you can win any fight, right? So, yeah, Harris could win this fight for sure. But with no tape or anything like that, I'm saying Agliera, he gets to win. So we do have a fight which could be dicey for either. Right, could be dicey for either because they're both riding a few losses. Right, so for the loser, you know, maybe they get their papers, maybe they don't. Right, because listen, they're, they're not riding four fight win losing streaks or anything like that, but a further loss could be very detrimental. So this is the flyweight bout between Ryan Benoit and Zariush Adeshev. Okay, so let's take a look. Right, we um we've got baby face Ryan Benoit, who um who is let's look at the record. He's 10 and 7 coming off a couple of losses. Okay, so um yeah, he last fought Tim Elliott July last year. That was a decision loss. And then before that it was um Alatang Heli. Um and that was December 2019. Okay, so his last win was against Ashtan Moktaranan, um, which was November 2017. Yeah, but, I mean, there was a little gap, right? So injuries, he, he didn't fight after that until that uh, December 2019 fight, right? So, uh, yeah. I mean, he's been there with some tough people. He fought Brandon Moreno, you know, uh, Sergio Pettis, but has the win over Pettis. Anthony Burrak, um, he, you know, he's been in there with some tough people, you know, but it's the way it goes, right? It's the way it goes. Like, he can win via knockout, right? Um, that Mokhtarian fight, he won with a head kick. Um, he beat Pettis with uh, punches as well. You know, um, like his last submission was May twenty twelve. So, yeah, probably don't have to be looking in that direction. Now he's going up against the Lion Zaria Adashev, who is free and free. On as well on two losses, 
right? So, um, yeah, he's had two fights in the UFC, unfortunately both losses, made his debut against Tyson Nan, and um, lost that, ooh, yeah, got caught with a right in the first round, um, that was June last year, and then he fought um, uh, Sue Madajre, um in January this year, you know, that went to a decision, so he's, um, yeah, you know, he, he's got some heavy hands, he can, he can win, uh, out his three wins, right, two have been TKOs, right, so, yeah, there is that, there is that, but you will have to say, right, that Benoit has had the more fights, right, he, he's fought at the higher competition, had more fights, been in the promotion longer, you know, and more fights, it, it just means you've had more looks, right, you understand, you've been in more bad situations, or you know, oh, in this situation, yeah, if I press it, I'm probably going to win, or I can't, because I've I've emptied a gas tank at this stage in a fight, and yet I was done. I was done. Right, you know that info. So um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that Benoit, um, he's able to walk away with a win. But yes, when um it's all on the line like that, hey, it's. Anybody's business, right? Anybody's business. So could will be a very fun fight. Now there's always fights on a card where one or two fighters, man, they they, they want to set the record straight. You know, the last time out, the performance ah, didn't quite cut it for them. You know, or they were just a bit unlucky. So, yeah, they want to put the best foot forward this time around. So, we've got four of those fights on this card. The first being on the prelims. It's the featherweight clash between Mike Trezano and Ludwig Klein. So, uh, yeah, Trezano, he's the one that wants to come, come in and give a better accounting of himself. He's 8-1. Coming off the first loss of his career, the lone wolf. He wants to, you know, change the narrative as it were. So that last loss and first on his, you know, record was a 2019, um, yeah, it was a 2019 submission via Grant Dawson. Caught him in the second round and that was May, May time. 2019, so Trezano, he is the winner of the season 27 of The Ultimate Fighter, right, he beat uh, Joe Gianti in the final, um, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting of finals, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, um, but, he, you know, after that, he beat uh, Luis Pena. And, uh, yeah, then he got caught by uh, Dawson. You know, he he hasn't been 
the most active. Right, so I think uh, injuries have got in the way for him. But, uh, yeah, you know, Trezano, he did get a stoppage um, during the Ultimate Fighter. And before he was on that, he was in... He, he he fought over in Bellator once, and he got a anaconda choke over there. Um, a few more stoppages earlier on in the career, you know. But uh, yeah, the most recent fights have been decisions, you know. And he he is going up against Mister Highlight Ludwig Klein. Right, it's probably not the person you know you wanna, you know, make corrections against because Klein is seventeen and two on an eight fight win streak. Yes, so um, his last fight was at UFC two fifty three, Adesanya v Costa, which was uh, September last year. He beat Shane Young, first round stoppage. And that was his UFC debut. So, whew, he came in. He came in like he'd been doing over the regionals. You know, head kick finish. His fight before he got to UFC was a head kick finish. And the one before that, head kick finish. You know, I think he likes a head kick, people. <laughs> but yeah, he does like to finish. Right? Does like to finish. His last decision... Was at November 2018. Yeah. Um, but yeah. He, he, he's he got a heavy hand. He does have submissions. Right. Picked up a, a few. Earlier on in the career. You know. But yeah. Of late. It's been a finish. 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 And. Uh, I don't know man. I've, I've got a. I did like Klein. Right, I did like the way he uh, put it together in there, and I think he he's definitely the favorite for this fight, right? So yeah, I'm saying Klein gets the win. Um, so then we have got we got the heavyweights people. The last fight on the prelims is Ben Rothwell against. Philippe Linz. Uh, these two were booked to fight earlier on in the year, but you know, COVID got in the way, so they're doing it this weekend. Monstro, oh the Philippe Linz, he is 14 and 5, coming off a couple of losses. You know, so that's uh the so last one was Tanaboza in uh, June last year. And um, before that was Andre Orlowski. And Orlowski, yeah, he's, uh, you know, put the kibosh on a little winning streak that um, he was having, right? Uh, Orlowski was his UFC debut. So he'd just come in off the PFL where um, he'd won all his fights. So, um, yeah, I think he was coming in as champ. Right, so yeah, won all of those fights, won them all via stoppage as well, you know, so um, yeah, things were very good, he'd fought in Bellator, hadn't necessarily 
been the best of stints, right? But it was it was decent. Like he definitely came off on. Um, I think he was free, free and free, free and free. You know, these things happen. But he fought some tough people over there. You know, but um, yeah. He's going up against old Ben Rafael, who seems to change his nickname every five seconds. So we'll see what he goes by this time out. But Rafael is 38 and 13. Woo! Oh my days. So he's coming in off of a loss, which was against Tyson Marcin Tabora, even. And that was October last year. It was a weird fight, right? It, it seemed to be a bit of a lackluster performance from Rothwell. He started a little fast, and then he just seemed to stop. Seemed to just fizzle out. Um, so there, but before that, he'd got two wins, right? Beat Stefan Struve in December 2019. And then he beat Owen St. Prue. In uh, May 2020. So he wasn't able to, uh, you know, continue that run. But Rothwell, he's fought everyone, man. He has fought everyone, wins and losses. But he got a front choke over Josh Barnett, which was huge. Huge. Right? And it was the midst of his run. Like, he beat Brandon Vera... Alistair Overy, Matt Mitrione, and Josh Barnett. And you're like, yo, what just happened right there? Right, what was that? He's got a win over Brendan Sharp, which, man, I forgot he, that was there too. But yeah, you know, he can, you know, he can turn it on. Rothwell can definitely turn it on. It just depends which Rothwell you're going to get. So I'm putting my money on a Rothwell being, you know, the Rothwell we like to see, right? The on-form Rothwell. So, yeah, I'm giving this one to Benny Boy Rothwell. Um, who knows? Maybe we get a finish, but um, I don't know. I ain't putting my money on that. <laughs> so, from there, we have um, Marcus Rogerio de Lima against Morris Green. So, uh, Peso, Marcus Aurelio de Lima is 17, 7, and 1. So he's coming in off of a loss, which was against Alexander Romanov, right? But yo, Romanov, he he's looked, he's looked very good, right? So that fight was November last year. Uh, before that, he did beat Ben Sololi, Ben Sozoli, right? Um, lost to Stefan Struve, so it has been a bit, you know. Win lose, win lose, win lose. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's coming in off of season three of the Ultimate Fighter Brazil. Who didn't 
Wasn't able to get it done. Lost to Shoeface in the final. But hey, these things happen, right? Um. So yeah, you know he he's got he he's got a few finishes on the record, but also he's got submissions as well. So yes, I mean it's hard to tell with um, you know, with old Delima. And he will be putting it on the line against the crochet boss, Morris Green, who is currently nine and five, coming in off a loss. Right, and that was to Greg Hardy. Caught him in the second round. Right, but he, you know, that fight. Oh, that fight was October last year. Right, so he did have that big win over Jean Vellante. And I say big win because Volante was big. Oh my gosh, Volante was so big in that fight, right? Uh, that was due last year. <laughs> but you know, Green, he's found himself in some tough ones, right? Got uh, caught by uh, Lessi Olenek, um, Sergey Pavlovich. Yeah, they they were able to finish him, but. Hey, he's got his own finishes. You know, Jeff Hughes, Junior Albini, Michael Batista. You know, he's got that. Came in off of season 28 of The Ultimate Fighter. You know, so Green is tough. He is tough. Um, He can get sloppy. But when he's on form, he, yeah, he, he can put it together well. Um, I think I'm going to say green Yeah, I'm going to roll them dice And I'm going to say green people You know I know we should all live in a, a greener world You know <laughs> But our last fight is The event co-main event Yes That is correct people We have got Donald Cerrone against Alex Moreno. Alright, so the great white Alex Moreno he is 18 and 7 with one no contest coming in off of a loss, which was a decision to Anthony Pettis. So that was December last year. Uh, before that, he beat Reese McKee. But then he had the big loss to Chaos Williams. Did get a win over Max Griffin. You know, and we know Griffin is tough. Right? So this is when he put together a little streak. So Max Griffin, Zach Otto, and Keenan Song. Got, um, yeah, those wins back to back. But yeah, you know, it's just one of those... One of those things. He's coming in off of uh, Legacy. You know, fought back there in a day. Uh, Made his UFC debut at UFC 195. Lawla Vikonda. Yeah, back in January 2016. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's got got some finishes, right? Has a... uh, Sub, but it it was a while back. <laughs> Got a guillotine back 
in 2018. Right? Duh, you know, got ground a pound against Zach Otto. And, yeah, he's got a few, but it's mostly going to be a decision. But that's not a bad thing, because he's going up against a cowboy. So, you know, I don't, yeah, no one wants to see cowboy get uh, flatlined or anything like that. So, going up against someone who doesn't necessarily have the knockout power, you know, we, we should see a fun fight here. should see a fun fight, back and forth. Cerrone, I mean, he's done it all, right? 36 and 15, two no contests. He is coming in off of four back-to-back losses, though. So, uh, yeah, it gets, gets tough. So, he last had that non-contest... No... Blah. He last had that no-contest to Nico Price, right? It was just that weird... Man, it was so weird that fight. So weird. But he Cerrone Van, he, he did feel I believe he thought Price won the fight, right? But I forget what happened. It feels so frigging long ago. It was September. It was September last year. Feels so long ago though. Right? We've had so many frigging fights since then. Uh before that it was Anthony Pettis. Which, you that was a weird one because I think everyone seemed. I thought Pet. I thought um Cowboy won that fight, right? It was such a an odd fight, right? And I thought Pettis thought Cerrone won that fight. You know, it was, it was at UFC two forty nine. Um, you know, there's McGregor, there's Gaethje, there's Ferguson. All yeah, I mean he lost those fights. There's no doubt, but look at that competition, right? All very good fighters, but you know he can win, right? He he beat Mike Perry, Alexander Hernandez, and Al Quinta. All very good wins, very good wins. So, you know, it's cowboy people. I mean, there's not really a need to break it down in a crazy way because we know what we're getting. But he is coming in off one of the craziest, just, ah, joy-inducing moments, right? So he fought at Submission Underground 19. You know, it was, um, we thought it was the sole event, right? The last event of 2020, and then we got that sneaky one in. But, yeah, fought Rafael Dos Anjos, won the fight, won the fight. But Osonia was like, ah, oh, you know, I didn't really tap. That was, you know, that was uh, this weird error. And so they did it again. Well, they, they didn't do the whole thing again. They redid the overtime portion, you know, the extra time, right? They redid that. And he won via armbar. It was an escape time. He won via, it was, ah, oh, it was so fun. Like, so the main event had happened, and then we just heard. Cowboy and Dasanyas are doing it again. And they came out and Calvo got the armbar. Oh, man. It was incredible. It was incredible, people. Um, I'm going with Cowboy for the win. Yeah, I think Cowboy can get it done. As I'm saying, like when he's not fighting someone that can just turn lights off, we see Cowboy shine. And I think we're going to see Cowboy shine. 
know, so yeah, I'm saying Cowboy for the win, and ending that, you know, four fight streak, so yeah, Cowboy, oh, you know what, hey, another fight, in now setting it straight, column has to be the welterweight clash between Neil Magny and Jeff Neil. Right? So um both fighters are coming in off losses. And you know, for hands of steel was his first loss. Well, in the UFC. He's 13 and free. Yeah. Yeah, first loss in the UFC. You know, Neil, you came via season one. I believe it's season one, 2017, of the Contender Series. And he just, man, he's had some great fights, right? Had some great fights. Brian Camozzi, Frank Camacho, Balal Muhammad, Nico Price, Mick, Mike Perry. And then it was at Stephen Thompson fight. And Thompson, it's the footwork, the movement. Ugh. Thompson just had his number, right? Thompson just had his number. There's no shame in that. But Mag uh, but um yeah, Neil, you know, he's got that those heavy hands. Those heavy hands. So TKO, that's the thing. Or hey, he does have Submissions caught Brian Camozzi with a rear naked choke, people. So he's tough. Right? Then you've got the Haitian sensation. Neil Magmi, 24 and 8. We're coming off a loss in the last fight. And, man, I, I, I think out of the two, this loss. Ah, this was the... Real disappointing one because Magni just didn't seem to turn up. Didn't seem to turn up. It was just it was a very, very odd performance. Just wasn't there, you know. Had the big stage, the main event, and he just... Whoosh, yeah. So that fight was January this year. But before that, right, he had wins over Robbie Lawler. Big win. Anthony Rocco Martin, he looked sensational in that fight. Lee Jing Yong was, uh, oh man, lost the first round, but then just schooled long for the next two. So, you know, when he's on, Magni is on. But yeah, that last fight, he just was not on. Just not on. So, um, listen, Magni is very tough, right? As I just said, look, those last three wins, tough opponents, you know, just really schooled Craig White, did a number on Carlos Condon, right? Johnny Hendricks, oh, man, that was a great win. It was a great win. Hector, man, that Hector Lombard fight, right, came back. And just murked Lombard. That was awesome. So he, he's been there with some tough people. Some straight up tough people. And he's done his thing. So uh, yeah, Magni is 
He's real tough. He is real tough. Been in the UFC whoo, since 2012. Right? Came off of season 16 of The Ultimate Fighter. Lost to Mike Ritchie. You know? But, uh, yeah, did his thing, man. Season with Frank Camacho, Cameron Diffil, Bristol Mon- Mar- Marond. You know, that's where, uh, that's where Magni was, man. Now, hey, when they're both on their game, this is a straight-up tough-ass fight. I think... I think Neil will get the win. I think it's close. I just feel that Magnus had a few of those performances where it's just, you know, for some, whatever reason it is, just what isn't there. But even in the loss to Thompson, Neil was always trying. He was in that fight. So I, I think it's just a less of a a bridge for him to come back with a good performance in this one. I think Magni, yeah, there's some things he needs to address. So if he's addressed those things, whoo, Magni's going to be a problem, you know, but it, it, who knows if he's addressed those things, right? So, yeah, I'm going to go with Jeff Neal to get the win, but I, I think this is going to be a fun fight, fun fight for sure. You know, I could have put this in straight fire, but, yeah, they're both trying to set the record straight, you know? So, as we've been doing, right, every fight card, we look for those fire fights, and on this card, there are four that I think are going to be just, whoo, great little encounters, and it starts off in the prelims, people. With um, our middleweight clash between Tafon Nuchuakui and Yongyong Park. Alright, so the Don Tafon Nuakiwi is 5 0 in his pro career, currently on an eight fight win streak. When you, uh, you know, count in the amateur bouts. So, he's coming off the 2020 Contender Series. Had a vicious first-round head kick win against Al Matavayev. And then he made his debut with a unanimous decision over Jamie Pickett. And that fight took place December last year. So, yeah, not, not many fights. But, man... Other than that last decision, everything has been a stoppage. So, he's going up against the Iron Turtle, Zhong Yong Park, who's 12-4 and four and uh, coming off two wins. Okay, so he uh, lost his debut, right? He fought Anthony Hernandez, uh, got caught with an anaconda choke in the second round. That was August 2019. But he came back with wins over Mark andre Barrio and then John Phillips. And they were pretty convincing wins right there. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, um, outside the UFC, you know, he he was doing his thing, getting submissions and TKOs. You know, just really, really just putting it together. And he is tough. Old Turtle is tough. And I I just think with that experience, with the fact he can get submissions and he's got the punching power, I think Turtle's going to win this one. Which, you know, it, 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 it's no slight on the Don because he's only got five pro fights. So, yeah, there's going to be some hurdles that you come against. But it's good because then it it lets him know, you know, what things he might need to tweak. You know, the weaknesses, all of that. But, yeah, I, I think this, this at this stage of his career could be a problem. So, I'm going with Young John Park. Okay, so then our next fight... Is the middleweight clash between uh, Carl Dukas and Phil Hawes? So, old um, Carl Dukas, he is 10 and 1, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Dustin Stoltzfus, and that was November last year. You know, made his debut against Brendan Allen in June last year. And he put up a real valiant performance there. You know, he he lost the fight, but, hey, he he tried his ass off. Definitely did. Now, there were some other fights that were meant to happen, but got cancelled due to COVID, I believe. So, uh, yeah. He's fighting whores at the weekend. And, you know, outside the UFC, you know, he uh, he does like a dance choke. He won on the 2019 Ultimate um, Contender Series, even. Uh, It was a decision, didn't get a contract. But, you know, he he went away, got those two darses, and, hey, that, that did the trick. You know what I mean? That did the trick. He, I mean, Dars is definitely his go-to. He's got about five. <laughs> he got about five, couple of rear nakeds. So he does like a submission, you know. And uh, yeah, he's fighting Phil Hawes, otherwise known as Megatron, who is ten and two, coming off six wins. His last being a decision over Nasadrine Imamov. And that was in February this year. He beat Jacob Malquan at UFC 254. Khabib Gaethje got a quick, quick, quick first round stoppage. And he um, he came via the contender series. He beat Kadzimot Batatov. Um, yeah, that was it last year. Yeah. Outside the UFC, he was, uh, you know, doing his thing, right? And the big thing with Hawes is he, uh, you know, he he come from adversary, right? He tried the Ultimate Fighter, that didn't work out. He tried the Contender Series, you know, he lost. He came back, came back, 
You know, he wasn't prepared to just go, ugh, I lost, I suck. Nope. Stuck with it, man. Stuck with it. Did his thing. And I, I, I think... I think he might be a little bit more dynamic than Dukas. Right? They're both friggin' tough. You know what I mean? But I think um Hawes, he's got submissions and he can turn your lights out. You know, so just that little bit of added, you know what I mean? Added viciousness. Right? So uh yeah, we're gonna go with Phil Hawes for the win, people. And that that takes us to the main event. Well, the main card. <laughs> the main event. No, the main card, right? And we have got ourselves a strawweight clash between Amanda Ibas and Angela Kill. So, let's take a look. Over Kill, Angela Hill. She's 13-9 and nine and coming off a win in her last fight, which was a decision over Ashley Yoda. So that was in March this year. You know, she did have back-to-back losses to uh, Michelle Walderson, who's the main event, and Claudia Gadelia, both split decisions. I would say the Gadelia fight was the most contentious out of those two. You know, but hey, these things happen. You know, she man, she fought a lot last year. I mean, she really, uh, <clears throat> really did keep it going. Fought four times, nearly a fifth, but got COVID. You know, so two wins, two losses, not bad. Not bad when you look at that competition. So, um, yeah, she, um, yeah, former Invicta. Fighter, Invicta Champion, came off of season 20 of The Ultimate Fighter, you know, was in the house when they were looking for that strawweight champion, you know, so, uh, yeah, Angela Hill, she's been around for a minute, and she is fighting Amanda Arribas, who is 10 and 2 coming off a loss in the last fight who against you know the main eventer Marina Rodriguez so that was on the UFC 257 Pore v McGregor 2 card in January this year got caught in the second round now before that you know what I mean she'd just been killing it Right, beat Paige Van Sant, Randa Marcos, Mackenzie Dern, Emily Whitmore. You know, had a very stellar, very stellar UFC run. But yeah, you know, these things happen. She got caught. So, this is an interesting fight, right? Now, it, it's not the first time she lost, second time, but she had been on a run, right? But I think Hebas, it's not like she's terrible standing up. She's just very good on the ground, you know. And that was in January. So she's had a good few months to recuperate, to, uh, you know, do a little working on the skill set. 
and defense and all of that kind of thing. Now, Angela Hill, she hey, she's very good with her stand-up. So, you know she's going to want to keep it standing. But I think the big thing with this is Hill doesn't necessarily have that knockout shot. She can definitely do you with an accumulation of shots, for sure. We've seen her stun people, but she's not knocking you out. So that's going to be a huge one. Um, she does get taken down, right? That is one of Hill's biggest weaknesses at times. She gets taken down. And sometimes she doesn't necessarily always try and get up, right? Sometimes she's a little content being on her back and throwing, you know, strikes, which is just never a good thing. Or trying to get a submission or something, right? So that would play into Hibas's game. So, yeah, you know, he will want to keep it standing. Hibas will want to get it down. Now, as I said, look, Hibas's stand-up isn't terrible, right? She's definitely done some good work on her feet. So it, it's not like on the on her feet she's gonna be just you know a fish out of water. No, 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 no. So yeah, I'm gonna go with uh Hebas for the win. Like I really like Hill, but I think when it comes to the ground, Hebas is gonna be just so many levels above. So many levels above. And and it's the difference on the ground is so much more than it might be on the feet. You know, because remember, Eel does have the Mai Tai background. So, you know, we know she's good. She's got weapons for sure. But yeah, I, I just think the difference on the feet isn't as egregious as it is on the ground. And where Hill does get taken down, yeah. I think Hebas is going to be able to get her to the ground and do a thing. So, yes, we're going Amanda Hebas for the win, people. But, yeah, I am I'm looking forward to that one. I think it's going to be a fun fight. So, our last fight is a lightweight clash between... Carlos Diego Ferreira and Gregor Gillespie. So, Diego Ferreira, he is 17 and 3, coming off a loss in his last fight. Alright, so um that was a Benil Dayush. It was a split decision. Took place February this year. You know. It wasn't really a split though, but <laughs> like Dayush really did win that fight. It, I mean, I think Ferrer might have come back in one round, but I think Dariush was, yeah, it, it was, it was a unanimous. It wasn't a walkover, but yeah, it was a unanimous. But before that fight, oh man, he'd rolled off some wins. Anthony Pettis, Marvik Tizimov, Rustam Kalavav, Carl Nelson. Jared Gordon, Oliver Obamacier, 
yeah, you know, after the loss to Dayush the first time and Dustin Poirier, he really put together a, a string of very nice victories, you know, so, um, he's tough, right, and he can submit, right, he can TKO you, you know, he has got skills, now, he is going up against the gift, old Gregor Gillespie, who is 13-1, suffered his first loss at Madison Square Garden, UFC 244, Mazadal v. Diaz, and Kevin Lee just landed that head kick, Oy. oh my god, I mean, if everyone must have seen a video of Megan Levy, man, that was just brutal, brutal, so that was November 2019, and I do like that, right, he, he'd been off for a long, 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 long time, so he did have that fight against Brad Riddell, that got cancelled because Riddell and a few of the others in his crew got COVID, but I, I think it's sensible, especially after a big knockout, right, recuperate, get your brain straight, and then just train, man, just get some training in, you know, because Gillespie is, he's a talent, right, he is a talent, now, with Ferreira having the, 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 you know, the submissions, right, Gillespie does like to take you down, but Gillespie does have submissions himself, now, he maybe is not the same level as Ferreira, but I think he, he's got submissions. He's used to taking people down and he will ground the fuck out of you, you know, and then just drop bombs until it gets stopped. You know, that's what Gillespie does. You know, he's known for that. But he finishes fights. And... Yeah, I, I, I think it's that aggression, that tenacity, and that is going to see him for a win. Because he got that loss, right? And he he was on that track, too. If he'd won that fight, and then maybe a couple more, we'd probably be talking about Gillespie in the mix, Right? We'd be talking about Gillespie in the mix, you know, for a title shot. You know, there definitely would be that. And it would have been a fair one, you know. Especially if you're talking Charles Oliveira with a lot of wins. Gillespie would have had a similar situation. But we're not. But he knows what that was, Right. He knows where he was and he wants to get back. So I'm going to say Gregor Gillespie gets back to the winning column. Yes, the gift for a win, people. And then we have our main event. Finally got set. You know, we got Marina Rodriguez against Michelle Waterstone, who are both strawweights. Right, but because this is a late edition, they're going to fight at flyweight, which, hey, makes a lot of sense, right? Makes a lot of sense. And, um, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, what's the same thing for a lot of videos on uh, 
Instagram, and right, she looks good at flyweight, right? Does look good at flyweight. Now, oh man, I had an epiphany. I had a thing I was gonna, I was gonna be like, oh yeah, boom, 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 drop some knowledge, pow, and it's completely slipped my mind. Completely slipped my mind. God damn, that is. Uh, that's irritating. <laughs> anyway, the karate hottie, Michelle Waterstone. She is 18 and 8, coming off a win in her last fight, which was over Angela Hill. So that was September last year. You know? And um and Waterstone. She, you know, former Invicta champion at Atom Way, came over to the UFC. And she's had some great performances, had some big wins, right? She beat um, Paige Van Sant, Courtney Casey, Felice Herring, Carolina Kowalczyk, right? Angela Angela Magna, um, man, you know she's fought Rose, Tisha, Joanna. Tough. She's been in with everyone. Carla Esparza. Yeah, she is very tough. She she goes to decision a lot, but she you know she's got jujitsu, right? She's got some finishes. You know what I mean? And in in Victor, she even has stoppages, right? I you know. It didn't quite translate power-wise and moving up a division, which, you know, it makes sense, right? Because she's not the biggest of straw weights, but she is tough. She is straight tough, right? And um, her opponent, right, Marina Rodriguez. 13, 1, and 2, coming off a win in her last fight, which was the sensational stoppage of Amada Hibas in uh, January. You know, before that, though, she, uh, yeah, she lost to Carla Esparza. Car- with that wrestling, Carla is like, woo, you know. Got a draw with Cynthia Calvillo. Um, she beat Tisha Torres, beat Jessica Ang- Agliar. Right, Drew with Random Marcos came off the contender series 2018. She beat Maria Oliveira. Uh, first round stopped her. And yeah, she was doing her thing outside the octagon. So man, she really put those hands together in that last fight. Right, really put those hands together. Now, when you compare the two. So she's five six, has a reach of sixty five, and um, that gives her a three inch height advantage and a three inch reach advantage. But we've seen Waterstone. I mean, she's always coming in usually as a smaller person, and she can overcome that reach. Right, we've seen her do that before. And um, we, we've seen her deal with the hype thing. She can take you down. You know, she can take you down. 
Yeah, we, we've seen her do that before, right? Now, she wasn't able to do it, wasn't able to implement that game on people like um, Joanna, right? So, I think it, it's the foot movement, right? That can get you. You know, Rose, she got her as well. So, there are things, there are problems that Waterstone can face, Big thing though with this fight is, and we saw, it, it is that knockout power, right? And we saw Rodriguez just land those shots that just had Hubas on uh, on the wobbly leg street, right? Now, Rootstone doesn't get stopped often, right? It's not like she's always getting stopped or anything like that. Hivas has got that power though And that's where it This gets super interesting But I will say Waterstone has been in there with everyone She's been in there with the top, top, tops Right, so That's what I think, right That's where this gets interesting Because you can't look at it and go Oh yeah, she's going to be outclassed No, 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 no She's dealt with all of that and I will say that Wooderson, with her experience, with the look she's got, I think she can win this fight. So, um, I think it's close. I think it's a toss-up. I think, you know, it, it's going to be a different outcome every time. But, I don't know. I'm just... I've got a feeling, man. I'm going to say Waterstone gets to win. It's a grind. It is going to be a grind. But, yeah, I'm going to say Waterstone, she's able to get it done. But, um, you know, I, I'm not super confident, right? I could, This is one where, you know, some fights you're like, nah, this is definitely going to go this way. This one, hey, it's a toss-up, people. It really is. But I'm going to go Waterstone for the win. Okay, so we have reached that time again, people, as we do. But before we bounce... Let us take a look and see what is happening in um, the fight game. Alright? So, um, Damir Ismaglov and V. Rafael Alves. That was meant to take place at UFC 262 in a couple of weeks, but it is off. Right, um, I believe Alvarez has an injury, but it's all good because it's been rescheduled, so it will now be taking place on the fight card of the 22nd of May. All right, so there is that now in June, on the 5th to be precise, Macwan Aramik, I knew that Macwan. Imerkani will be fighting Nate Landwehr, which is a very good fight. Also, on that card, we have got Tom Breeze against Antonio Arreo. And the following week, right, the 12th of June, aka UFC 263, that gets a fight. It's a big one, too. Right, so, Nate Diaz 
Leon Edwards was the co-main event of UFC 262. But Nate has got a slight injury, so it can't happen. But it's been rescheduled to UFC 263, so we're still going to get it. I imagine it will still be co-main event, people. So still five rounds, still going to be a great fight. Can't wait. And let's end with this. So I say UFC 264. I don't know how many fights it is so far, but it is to start. So it's taking place on the 10th of July, and a new fight added, Arini Aldana against Yana Kutsustaya. Ooh, I like that fight, people. I like that fight. So yeah, that's going to take place. But that is us. We are done. We will touch base on Friday to talk over the news. Until then, people, peace. Sick with the grind. Block 26, nigga, but I'm sick in the nine. I'm